Hello, beautiful moms. My name is Sharice Walker, and I am beyond thrilled to welcome you to the Unbreakable Mompreneurs podcast. This is a place where we come together to learn, grow, and inspire one another. I am so excited to share my personal journey with you, as well as the personal journey of others, and to show you that anything is possible if you set your heart and mind to it. We are all Unbreakable Mompreneurs, and we are in this together. Today, we are going to talk about core values. And yes, it can sound like a totally boring topic, but you know what? Core values are everything. As a mother of people who are now in their 20s, I got to say, it's not always fun to be an adulting parent, meaning that I don't, I'd rather have my little eight-year-old sometimes than my 23-year-old. And why is that? Well, it's kind of obvious because my eight-year-old still has to do what I say or there's consequences like timeouts and things. But my 23-year-old can just say, eh, agree to disagree, mom. That's my life, Charlie Brown. And so it can be very difficult to know how to be a parent of somebody who's adulting. Um, my daughter and I always joke about that because she says, it's not really fun to adult. And I said, I know, but you are. So core values, this is a conversation I've had with my children a lot, and then I want to let it seep into your actual business. Because if you don't know who you are, then how in the world are you going to be able to run a company, right? So I think that that is probably the one most important things that we can talk about is because I want you to ask yourself, what are your true and core values? What's the most important to you? What are your um, what's the word I'm looking for? What are your non-negotiables or deal breakers, right? So I was talking to my daughter the other day about when I was dating again after being a single mom. And I had told her, I shared with her something about some a guy that I was dating because right now she's dating somebody and um, her their religions are different. And, you know, it's one thing to be a Christian and believe, and, you know, sometimes you can make things work. However, if you have two completely different, like one person believes in Jesus, the other person doesn't, that's a pretty big difference. And so my client, as we were um, at her house the other day, my client was talking about how they are splitting up because of a religious difference and other things, obviously. And so basically, um, we started getting into that. And I said, you know, you have to decide what your non-negotiables are. And so I was in a class yesterday, one of my mentors, Bill Allen, who I adore, and he um, had talked about when you're talking about core values, these core values are absolutely things that you, like you're willing to fire somebody over, right? So he said how he went from like 1.2 million to 2.4 million after he dialed in his core values. And so it occurred to me, and I was thinking about this, that you know what, that is very true. You have to decide what is important to you, what are your values. And then after you decide that, we need to figure out how we are going to take that and, you know, build a company. So if you are a current or I was going to say a homeowner, if you're a current business owner, Um, I really want you to stop and think, do you have core values and what are those core values? But let's, before we get into the business side of things, let's talk about being a leader because as a leader, if you don't know what you stand for, then you really, you know, you can't lead. 
Okay. And so you're going to kind of be all over the place because you don't have a direction. So I was thinking about this when I was running some colleges. Um, we actually, when I came into the business, there were nine diploma programs. And within 18 months, we had taken it from nine diploma programs to 22 programs that had associate and bachelor, right? And so how could we grow so quickly? How could we do those things? Um, without really knowing about it at that point, which is sad because I had my master's degree in business and I'd learned all about those things, but I really hadn't talked about core values. We had a mission statement, obviously, but um, the two things that I focused on and drilled into my employees were that uh, it's all about customer service and number one in education, like constantly education, education, education. And so um, and providing the best educational experience possible. And so because of that, within a couple of years, we had grown the school um, from 350 students to 700 students. And quite frankly, we were actually growing into four different campuses. And so I had the opportunity to be a part of that. And it's interesting because um, after I left, <laughs> we had gotten some programs accredited that they had failed to do um, before I was hired. And I'm not saying that I did it all on my own at all, because I absolutely didn't. But it's interesting that they had tried to get two different programs accredited and they were denied. And then we took over. I started running the comp or the the campus and we got both of those accredited within, again, a year and a half. And so what was the difference? And I think my boss, he was a phenomenal person, um, great guy, really, truly cared about people and everyone loved him. I don't know of any person that didn't. He was super nice. Um, but for me, it was all about focusing on two things, quality education and customer service. So if I, I mean, and we had three different like buildings, so they were across parking lots and they were divided by different programs. And so it could have been very, very easy for each program to not talk to the other programs because that's just what happens, right? But uh, my campus, they were very close knit and they all got along. We did a lot of fun things together and we would take each other and group them into different ways. Um, so like, you know, you had a few people from one program, a few people from another, they were all mixed up. And so that, that way they couldn't segregate themselves and become cliquish because I hated that in high school, right? So as I was starting to think back, it's like I had these core values, but I never put a name to them other than those two things that I just told you. And so that's where getting to really know people and um, figuring out what is important to you and how you're going to run a campus. And because of that, we were able to grow very quickly. The interesting thing was, and again, not taking complete responsibility for this or control, but it's interesting that I, um, after I had left, they lost accreditation for one of the programs, and then they had lost all but one program within a couple of years. And eventually that company or that business no longer is even in operation in, in my state. And so it went from four campuses to none. And so it's like, okay, what can you, what can you, surmise from all of that. And there's a lot of external factors. And because I'm no longer with the company, I'm not going to try to analyze that. But what I do think is that you have to figure out what are your company values and what is important to you. And that to me will shape your vision. Okay. So as I was looking through, it's going to, as you're thinking about it as a person, what are these values that you're absolutely non-negotiable on? 
you know, for me, stewardship. I heard someone use the word extreme ownership. Um, it's that you take control of everything and everything's your fault, right? So it's easy, like in my profession as a real estate agent, you know, you have an appraiser, you have a lender, you have the buyers, you have the sellers, you have the inspector, you have um, the city, you have the, you know, the lender and then the loan officer. So you can blame so many different people as to why things go bad, but you got to work as a team. And if you don't work as a team, then it's not going to go through. Um, a perfect example, yesterday we were going to be closing on a home and you know, like a couple hours before I get this call from the lender and saying, hey, the um, collateral underwriter, which quite frankly, I'd been in this business for a long time and I'd never even heard of, but the collateral underwriter said that we have to get, and his first question was, how close are you to an inspector <laughs> that owes you a favor? And so I instantly started thinking of all these different people. And so I'm like, okay. And so he told me what happened and I, I went into fix it mode immediately. Like, okay, how can I fix this? What can I do? So it, luckily things worked out and I was able to call the electrician that had worked on something previously. He was willing to um, sign off on it. And uh, we had to do a few things that were very creative in order to make that happen. But he was willing to sign off on it. And immediately within, I would say, 15 minutes, I solved the problem, threw it back to the lender, and we were able to close in a few hours, which, you know, we had to be settled on that specific day or we would have had to get an extension. So it could have been really bad. So I started thinking um, my core values. Like one thing that I have to do is I'm just this hard worker that I never stop um, ever. <laughs> one of my clients I was talking to her the other night and she goes, yeah, you get 82 hours of stuff built into a 24 hour day. And that's, you know, not necessarily the case, but, um, cause obviously you can't do 82 hours in 24 hours, but I'm constantly working. However, I heard, um, someone make the comment that I, when somebody, when you're sitting across the table from someone, you're going to interview them and you ask, okay, um, and tell me about yourself. And they say, well, I'm a hard worker. Hey, what does that mean? You're a hard worker. Because to one person, a hard worker means that they're there eight hours every single day. They show up, they do what they're supposed to, and then they get out. Well, in eight hours, that same person, like my husband's notorious for this, he ends up going in and taking over projects for people who say, oh my gosh, it took 36 hours of my 40 hour week. My husband goes in there and he can get it done in 18 hours. Now, so then he has to come up with other jobs or they keep giving him more projects because he can handle more than this one person. So being a hard worker doesn't mean that you like you work 16 hours a day. You want somebody that is a hard worker who is an efficient worker. That's the difference because, yeah, somebody can do stuff, but how much do you actually get done in that entire time versus somebody who can go in there, work super fast, they're done in four or eight hours. So you don't want somebody that's going to work 16 hours all the time because why? They're going to burn out. So, you know, that's something you also have to think about. So efficiency. Um, someone who's continually educating themselves is something that I looked at as well because I love to learn. But, you know, somebody else doesn't. They learn what they need to and they move on. But what I will tell you is if you don't continue to evolve you will eventually be left behind. Um, I want you to think, I'm going to name off some companies and you can tell me if you know them or not. Circuit City, Blockbuster, 
you know, those two, do you even hear anything about them anymore? No. And did they evolve? No. Netflix is one of those companies that came in and they really stirred up everything. And, you know, instead of going to Blockbuster, instead of driving to the store, and if you don't know who Blockbuster is, I'll tell you, you drive to the store, you pick out a VHS tape, you go to the counter, you rent it, and then you can watch it. You have one, maybe two days, and you bring it back to the store. Okay, pretty darn inefficient because people have become even more lazy. So what happened is Netflix says, okay, well, you buy the subscription, we'll mail you a CD and you can watch it. And then they started thinking, okay, some people don't want it mailed to their house. So we'll put install these things called red boxes. And so you can go rent the DVD at Redbox, and then you can just return it that way. So all these little red boxes that started popping up um, outside gas stations and in Walmarts, um, they disrupted things. And so now obviously Netflix, you can just do and it streams into your house if you pay a monthly fee. So you have to continue to evolve. If you don't, eventually things will go away. I was actually um, watching Domino's commercial and you know they're really innovative because think about it, Uber, Eats, and all these driving, um, you know, where do you think it came from? Domino's and Pizza Hut have had delivery drivers for years. It's just somebody took that idea and capitalized on it. So getting back to my point <laughs> is with core values, what are your core values that you want to be able to lead and guide by? And that's something that if you don't know, it's this company's vision and it shapes its culture. So some of the core values that I thought about are stewardship, that you you want employees that are going to take responsibility. They don't want, you don't want them, sorry, I just dropped my pin. You don't want them to like show up, punch a clock, do the bare minimum and get out. You want somebody that's going to take it as their own. And I was thinking about this um, as I opened up the college in the Valley. I treated that company as if it was my own. Um, I stayed late. I'd stayed 36 hours one time. I think I told you um, I'd leave and then I'd come back after my kids were in bed. And so that I felt like that was my company and I was responsible to make sure that it ran properly. So you need to find people to work for you so that you can work smarter, not harder, that are going to have extreme ownership and take stewardship over what they have. Um, so a hard worker, we mentioned that. Are they diligent, dedicated? Are they focused or do they just come in and they're going to put in, the, you know, they're willing to what work 12 hours, but are they, what are they going to do in that time? Those are some of the things that I want you to kind of think about is what is important to you. So the next thing I wanted you to think about is um, I want you to get out a piece of paper. And if you're driving, okay, don't get out a piece of paper, but make a mental note and write this down when you're stopped is I want you to think of three to four people who are people that have like changed your life, you know, that have had a tremendous impact on you. You look up to them. Let's put it this way. If you knew that they were speaking at something across the country, you would drop everything to make sure that you were there so that you could listen to them talk. Or, you know, if it's a some type of motivational speaker, or if it's a coach, you would be willing to give up where you're going to college so that you could coach with this person. You know, I think of Lou Holtz was one of those, um, or the Zig Ziglar's, or, you know, that they were very inspiring, inspirational people. 
And so who means something to you and who has impacted your life? So I want you to think about that. Go ahead and pause this so that you can really take a minute to think about that. And when you have those written down, the second thing that I want you to think about is what do you admire in those people? Okay, so I want you to think, like, I'll give you mine. So my dad is one of them. He is a hard worker, meaning that he would do anything and he's constantly going. Um, We recently moved into our house that has been just a fun nightmare. And I was pretty overwhelmed at one point. So my parents, both my mom and my dad dropped everything. They came and they helped me for a couple of weeks, going through boxes, trying to organize, trying to fix this house. Um, so both my mom and my dad are on this list. So hardworking, they serve. They have given up the last five years of their life to serve people. And that's literally 40 to 60 hours a week. That's all they do is they serve. And so very impressed with who they are and what they do. Um, next would be their faith. So to me, I'm a very religious and spiritual person. And so my faith is everything to me. So I, before I make a decision, it's how does it impact and how is it going to impact my faith and how will it affect my faith? So I got that obviously from my mom and my dad. Um, in addition to those things about my dad, uh, my mom is very creative. Like that woman can, so she sewed my wedding dress more beautiful than anything I think anybody could ever have made. Uh, she's convicted. You know, I remember growing up, if she got upset about something, I now call it mama bear because I'm like, oh, great, mom's going to get mad. And I used to be embarrassed about that, but I find myself doing the same thing. And it's why, because she's not, she's going to fight for what she believes. And if there's something that happened, then she's going to make sure that an injustice, I guess, that she'll make sure that her voice is heard. And so, I mean, she's a pretty quiet person, but, you know, there's a limit and I appreciate that about her. Um, Then there's somebody that I dated, I won't name his name, but he also was happy. Like he could walk in a room and he'd just smile and people loved him. He was actually um, moved into a place and the very next year he was voted student body president because of that. And so just he accepted everybody and he was happy and loving because and so because of that i admire that about him and then there's one last person he'll until i let him know i'll also keep that name but very family oriented um what he's accomplished in his life is nothing short of a miracle and very impressive and so because of that i but no matter what like he bought an airplane because he traveled a lot and he bought a personal airplane so that he could be in you know in texas in the morning and in the afternoon back home in california so that he could be at either coaching hit one of his six children's uh, games well okay i'll just tell you his name is brian buffini and so um I'm just really impressed by what he has been able to accomplish. And when he first started traveling, people told him, well, you know, you better be careful because anybody who travels is not going to be faithful to their wife. And so basically what happened was he made his brother travel with him so that he could make sure that he behaved and his brother shared his hotel room so that nothing could happen. And, you know, here we are years later and he's still married happily to his wife. And he talks about how every single day he makes it his mission to make her smile. So truly loves his wife, truly loves his family and his children. You know, of course, we don't know what goes on behind the closed doors, but I will tell you outside of those doors, he is the same person and he just truly cares about his 
students, his clients, and his family. Obviously very accomplished. That's something that when he figured out what he wanted, he went and got. And at 19 years old, he was $250,000 in debt and medical bills because he broke his leg on a motorcycle and he pulled himself out of that and has never looked back. In addition, he's a forward thinker. So it's something where he's constantly looking forward and watching the market to make sure that he's staying current with what's happening. And so, you know, these are things that ambition, commitment, being a go-getter, things that are important, but how does that affect, like once you figure out what's important to you as a leader and, you know, choose five. Okay. You don't want to choose 10 because first of all, you're not going to remember them all. And second of all, you're going to get overwhelmed. So I want you to choose five core values that are important to you and that are non-negotiables so that you can then go out and lead a team because your whole goal as a mompreneur is you're not going to want to be a single mom or a single entrepreneur where you work by yourself because my goal for you is that you can build your company and have other people working for you so you have more time to be able to be with your family because your kids need you. So you need to decide how you want to lead and what you're going to do to lead. And then from there, you can then decide what those core values are for your company so that when you start hiring people, you can um, they know your direction and they know what's important to you. You know, have you ever walked into a store and somebody just is super sweet and takes care of you like it's their own store and you ask, hey, are you the owner? They're like, oh, no, 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 um, I just work here. That is the type of person you want to hire who, you know, I used to, um, <laughs> I used to wash, you know, those rugs that you walk in, especially if you, like in Utah, it snows, right? So you walk into a store and you, there's these rugs that have rubber on the bottom of them and you can wipe your feet. So I used to work at BYU Laundry when I was a sophomore in college. And I would stuff those stinking rugs into the washer and then I would put them into the dryer. And let me tell you, my hands were absolutely raw by the time that I was done from my four-hour shift every day. But I love that job. It was a blast. And so because I made it fun and I did things that I needed to. And so you're wanting to find people who actually take ownership of even if it's not their own company. Um, and when you start hiring people, there's Brandon Dawson and his wife, um, Natalie Dawson. So we had, to, had taken a class and they talked about how when they hire somebody, they give the core values to the potential candidates. And it's a three-step process with interviewing we'll talk about later. But one of the interview steps is they have to give a presentation on one of their core values. And depending on what they say and how they say it will determine if they progress further into the interview process with the company. And I thought that this was genius, obviously, because it not only gets the potential people knowing what your expectations are so they can decide if that's even a company they want to work for, or, um, well, and you get to see what type of person they are and what's important to them. So I just wanted to take a minute and talk about those core values and encourage you to really focus on them and do what you need to. So go out and make it a great day and develop your core values. And do me a favor, if you want to, contact me or share that what your core values are in the bottom. Remember, my beautiful moms, you are unbreakable. Keep shining, pursuing your dreams, and embracing the magic of motherhood. 
This is Sharice Walker signing off from the Unbreakable Mompreneurs podcast. Have a great day. Thank you.